Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Henry and Brendan Show. If you would like to check out more from us, we just posted a video on our YouTube channel of us taking the Myers-Briggs test, so be sure to check that out. You can find the link to our YouTube channel in the link tree down below. People didn't get it by now from our other episodes. We've made some references to Myers-Briggs more, more than anything else, but yeah, um, figured it might make sense to talk about it a little bit. Talk about Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, typologies, pseudoscience, How craziness. the personality horoscope can do you good. <laughs> and why it's not a personality horoscope. Yeah, right. But it often is adopted adopted that way. Right. I've found so I'll talk about my story with how I kind of found Myers-Briggs and okay. the obsession that it yeah. awoke inside Cause you're, me. Because you're my story of how I found it. Pretty much. So I went to, um, I was going to therapy for a little bit and um, uh, my share, my therapist, sorry, I almost said my, our sh- my therapist because we shared the therapist. <laughs> we had a shared, uh, a, sh- a therapist that we both were going, we weren't sharing a therapist. <laughs> we weren't sharing. <laughs> we were definitely <laughs> we both went unconnected small world were going to the same therapist at one point yeah I, I almost everyone i knew was using this therapist for a brief yeah. period of time well they which should was, be oh yeah he was a, oh, he's an incredible therapist but anyway i was having some identity issues and we he he said you know what well why don't we just start with a baseline and then we can go from there. Mm-hmm. So he inter- introduced me to the Myers-Briggs system and me take the 16personalities.com Myers-Briggs test. Um, and I went through it and I got this result, this INTJ result. And I was like, okay. And I would, I, I was, would read the summary and I was like, wow, this is like shockingly true about myself. Like some of the strengths, some of the way I thought, weaknesses but it didn't exactly feel like a horoscope because it seemed very specific and it and seems descriptive rather than prescriptive exactly. on so, you will act this way in this scenario it's more like this is how you act this is how you tend to process information right. yeah this is how you and tend to deal with relationships and so the, it was yeah. like okay it's feel it sounds like it's the same but it feels different it when feels, you read it. it feels very different when, it's, when you're um, reading something descriptive as opposed to prescriptive it definitely feels different and there's a lot, there's a lot more science behind this these than there is behind some like astrology so for example these are based off of the jungian cognitive function system and there's been a lot of research done behind it not that it's necessarily unreliable at describing who you are or traits about yourself, but it's unreliable maybe at predicting future events. That's why a lot of a lot of people's criticism of it are is like, well, you could take a test and you could be an ISTJ or an ENTP, but that's not going to predict job performance. That's not going to predict how well you'll do on a given position. And so a lot of the world has rejected this system mm-hmm. um, in a professional setting at least. But where it's really good, I think, and where the value really comes in is in a more of a personal self-awareness tool mm-hmm. um, because it kind of helps the mind understand 
a little bit more about itself and the way it processes information. So right. to break it down, you have the Myers-Briggs system and you have the 16 personality types and you have the cognitive functions that Will go you list along them? with that. I could if we were. I'm sure. I'm so joking. You got, <laughs> I was you joking. Got, Don't do it. <laughs> but the you main ones, <laughs> the main eight, you know, kind of uh, very surface level system is, well, you're either introverted or extroverted intuitive or sensing thinking or feeling or judging or and perceiving so right. you have your you know in my case i is introverted and intuitive t thinking and j judging but it's a lot more complicated than that as you go down the rabbit hole because if you look at my what's called function order it's introverted intuition dominant extroverted thinking introverted feeling and inferior extroverted sensing mm-hmm. which sounds like a bunch of like what does this even mean? It's a very confusing system. It is until you start to learn the language and then right. you start to think in it. But um, where it's good for is understanding, well, my dominant thought cognitive function, according to the Myers-Briggs system, is introverted intuition. And so getting to understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we can, we'll put little stuff on the screen for people to, to reference if, yeah. if we can. So you have introverted intuition, which is like this pattern recognizing, uh, seeking of deeper meaning and understanding. And if you didn't get that vibe from the podcast, um, I don't know what vibe you got because that <laughs> seems to be the way that I'm processing information through this. But then you have this idea of this, well, so you 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 see the world through this intuitive lens, this like seeking out, perceiving information, trying to gather all these pieces and trying to figure out what they mean. That's what the the NI is in the function. Which order. is introverted intuition. For- and then you have the function that they call like the savior function or the thing that keeps that in line is the this, co-pilot. I've also this heard it yeah. is this extroverted thinking, this idea that, well, I take this maybe more intuitive, whimsical, existential thought, but then my brain wants to order it in a pragmatic, rational way um, that seems to interact with the extroverted world. And what that, really manifests itself in is saying, well, is this true? I don't know. Let me go check with the world. Let me go check with other people. Mm -hmm. Let me go check with the data. And it's very linear. It's like, okay, so if I have this intuitive thought of like, maybe, maybe I have a, 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 just a, I watch a movie like, um, Lord of the Rings. And I want to, I think, you know, I feel like this movie is about, uh, the, coming of man of frodo but also more importantly this like this chaos that seems to be hanging on by a thread and what does that mean in the real world and like and and what can i relate that to in my own life and and trying to think that so i'll say okay well let me go talk to henry and see what he thinks about this idea right to see if there's any feedback there Mm -hmm. and then maybe i'll say well can i replicate this in the world Right, so I'll, I'll maybe take it and I'll test it and mm-hmm. see if it works, see if it breaks. Or I might say, okay, well, this might be true to me, and so how do I manifest this self? What are the steps required to bring this idea? So right. even if that's like, oh, hey, I want to make a podcast, right? The podcast is driven not by like, oh, well, this is going to be a really cool system. It's driven by this need to uh, vet ideas against some right. material. Right, that's kind of where we originally went with it. But what helps me 
actually make that a reality is this like extroverted thinking of like, well, the first thing I need to do is this, the mm-hmm. second thing, third thing, fourth thing, and this very kind of linear pattern. And this is all just a very surface level view of that function. Then you have the, the in the car model, this would be the, the it's the 10 year old, 10 year old function. And that's the introverted feeling, which is uh, at a higher level is concerned with like individual value systems, um, ethical things what's what's it's where you check in with your own internal feeling right what you think is going on exactly and so i'll say okay well i had this vision i'm bringing this vision into reality and then the third thing you know and it's not always in this linear order but then that kind of background function is like well does this feel right Mm -hmm. does this does this feel like something i should be doing is what i'm talking about true do i need to reevaluate those things is this what i find important to myself are we on track and this is why we've had directional changes because it's Mm -hmm. like well this doesn't feel like it's what we're actually trying to accomplish but what's so interesting about this typing is it's like okay well this seems like a really good vision a visionary an architect is what the trope is yeah but that inferior SE function is this inability or this, not necessarily inability, but this unhealthy relationship with the sensory here and now world. Mm-hmm. It and almost s- becomes hedonistic to at a certain level. S- right. And it become that's when it's being abused. It yeah. certainly can. But it's like I sh- really struggle to stay present. I really struggle to take in information from people who I'm not intuitively trusting and that can mm-hmm. come across and become very arrogant at times. It means that when I'm overwhelmed and stressed, I usually look to the sensory world as like this vice. Yeah. And so it's very easy for me to, to become like overindulgent in a lot of different things, whether that be money or, or alcohol or whatever these things are. And so Mm -hmm. I had to be very mindful of that. What's interesting is I knew all those things about myself prior through therapy. And then we take this test and all of them were true. Mm-hmm. But my skeptical nature was like, okay, dude, like these are just horoscopes. So then I go right. and I read a different type. For example, I'll look at the INTP type. Right. We'll put on the screen what those those yeah. functions are. And I was like, okay, this isn't me at all. Right. Like literally not at all. And what I found so interesting was once you start to understand these cognitive functions, you can kind of start to type people and mm-hmm. you can say, okay, well, me and Henry are very similar. I wonder what he is. So I sent him the test to take, which I, which I had already taken also. And we, I found that out after I had taken the test separately right. of you. But for, yeah. for a while you thought I was INFJ, but then I took the test again and I and will say I found my old results and they both matched up as INTJ. No, which I think what's interesting about that though is like, now that we've developed our relationship, I never would have guessed INFJ. INTJ makes right. way more sense. ENTJ makes more sense than INFJ. But uh, the point is, is like, while the testing is not the best way to know, understanding mm-hmm. cognitive functions is, every test I've taken across every different platform has always yielded the same result. And yeah. I know that's not everyone's case. Yeah. But no matter what I do, and the more research I I do, the more I realize, okay, this is really true to me. But then I look at other people like an ENFP like Caleb um, or someone like your wife or my wife, and I'm like, I'm not even close to these personality types, Mm -hmm. but they actually have a lot of overlap. And well, then when they take the Myers-Briggs test, I realize, well, yeah, that makes sense that they have a lot of overlap because according to the system, they do have a lot of overlap. But what Myers-Briggs isn't is like, okay, 
well, you're an INTJ, therefore you're going to be some evil genius. Right. And it's like, that's where it can get, I think, a little bit dangerous is when people typecast themselves and don't allow themselves to be human inside of mm-hmm. those because that's the problem I have with like horoscopes, right? Horoscopes say, well, you're a Gemini. And so therefore you are going to be, I don't even know the system very well or all yeah. this stuff, but you're going to be this, like your day is going to be like this, your yeah. horoscope. Horoscopes do that. And then the astrological signs, uh, yeah, they, they oh, describe yeah. everyone as, I put them in the same yeah. category. Well, yeah, because <laughs> a horoscope is like based on your astrological sign. And so they tend to get kind of mishmashed and that it makes sense, but it, it, it trends towards prescription. Right, it's describing saying, what kind of person you are going to be, rather than what kind of person you are. Kind of, I look at. You I, know was, what I, mean? I was thinking and, about this the other day. It's kind of <clears> like, <throat> I could say that you have brown hair, okay, and and maybe you don't agree. Maybe you say, "Well, it's dirty blonde or whatever." We're not having that conversation. But you say, "I have brown hair." A lot of people would agree with me. You have brown hair. Yeah. But there's not one color of brown hair. Right. There's a ton of different colors. That doesn't mean your hair's not brown. Mm-hmm. And that's the Myers-Briggs system. It's saying, well, I have red hair or orange hair, whatever you want to call it. Right. But it's different than other people's hair. And other yeah. people's hair is different from mine. Yeah. But it's still a safe assumption to say, well, this person has orange hair. Right. And, and, it's, and it's, so it's like we're both INTJs, but we're both very different people. We're both act very differently in every relationship we have, but the way that we process and structure information is very similar similar. to one another. And it causes problems and has its benefits and and all sorts of things. But I I see a lot of overlap in the way that we we talk. And Mm -hmm. the way that Myers-Briggs has been super beneficial to me is being able to identify those shortcomings and say, okay, Maybe I'm being a little bit arrogant here because mm-hmm. of this process. Understanding the process for me is so important. Understanding yeah. why is so yeah. important. More evidence, I guess, towards the system itself, as we talked about in the beginning. That right. And I need to needing to understand the needing deeper meaning behind it, yep. um, and why it's important, and all of those those different things. Um, it's just it's really complicated. But I encourage everybody to. We'll put a link to the test in the description. Um, we'll do a couple different ones just because. I think getting a, a wider range of the, because nothing is going to be perfect when you're talking about personality and cognitive functioning because it's self-reporting right. and it's very difficult to self-report accurately. Definitely. Uh, which is something I found in the Enneagram test that I took. I took it a couple different times and I've kind of flatlined my results at this point, right. but early on in life. Well, I think it's interesting because when people take the test and whenever I have someone take it, I, I, I try and <clears throat> preface it by saying like, it's really important that you answer this test with who you believe you are actually and not who you wish you were right. or not like if it's like, so there's a question on there on the 16 personalities. The first question is I easily make new friends or I often make new friends or something like that. And it's like, well, I don't necessarily have a problem making friends, but I never make new friends because it's not something that I right. want to pour my energy into. So instead of answering that question of like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could totally make new friends. Agree. It's like right. not what not. It's not about what you could do. It's about what you yeah. actually do. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of danger in it as well. The other way of harmful self belief can affect the way that you take the test. Oh, definitely. Which I found myself taking some of these different tests. Is I thought I was a certain way, and then. I did one with my wife sitting there to kind of like check my wrong answers about myself. And she was like, 
you don't act like that at all. Why do you think that about yourself? And that was, I think that's another danger you have to get sure. in. So you have to be really. And it's, it's, it's fun and let it be yeah. a fun thing. Don't, don't, you know, commit your life to it. Oh right? yeah. Um, I think that's a lot of issues. Because if you too. go to like the personality database website that I like to frequent just for fun, um, you can see it's like you got your big five personality test, your Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, like you have your temperament test. Mm -hmm. There's a million different things. And people will be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm an INTJ type five wing four SPXO 28 or whatever the heck these typology. I'm I'm melancholic, caloric, and this Why is did all you just in my... Why mine? <laughs> I don't know anything about... Because I'm looking at you probably... <laughs> But um, I don't actually know the second one you said or the third one. You said, yeah, or the, whatever. The, and neither, I'm not yeah. well versed on those either. But it's like, it's it's. I think people who get into this like web are just trying to better understand who they are. Yeah, and you can go and too it, far in blaming your right. your Myers Briggs for the way that you act. Totally. And for it's like, being well, a, you know what? Just I'm, a big I'm asshole. I'm an INTJ, but, so I guess I'm just. I get to be an arrogant asshole all the time yeah. and that's just the way it is. And it's, or people, it's hard not to fall into that pit sometimes, but it is, it's a fine it, line. It's, it's also of, hard not to fall into the stereotypes. Like the stereotypes right. are like, uh, like, like hyper introverted, mm -hmm. like always kind of by themselves thinking yeah. and people will be like, I mean, it's kind of true. Right. But like, it's not in the sense that like, extroverted thinking is seeking validation. That's what it is. It's not validation in a more emotional sense, but it's like, it's the scientific method, right? It's like, mm -hmm. is this thing true? Let's test it and see if right. it works because yeah. if it works, it needs to work every time, mm -hmm. right? For it to be true. And so like you got all of those different components. Um, and if you type yourself with all these stereotypes of like, well, I'm supposed to be this super genius. I don't feel like a genius. I'm supposed to be this like Gothic person that only wears black and, and, right. and lives <laughs> yeah. in a castle, yeah. which as much as I would love to do. For that. instance, Scar, Maleficent and Palpatine are all INTJs. Well, right. Like there's, and, and, and it's not that I don't see that and, and I do, and I love that stuff. I've always found those characters compelling in all this, these different ways, but it's like, you don't, you're not going to be an evil genius. Like right. you, you have not, you're, you're assigning that to yourself. You're right. prescribing yourself yeah, those that's... things instead of saying, okay, I'm an INTJ. That means that I have these different functions. It means I maybe have a blind spot to other people's feelings. And maybe I have all of these different things yeah. may mean, um, cause everyone's got their different levels of, of whatever, but right. it, you can't convince me there's no real, uh, rational, like pragmatic scientific, like, truth to there this stuff is value to it obviously. there has to be there has to be some sort of quantifiable measurable component to personality because there's a quantifiable measurable component to everything right and because 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 i believe in so objectivism is, yeah. and i believe in 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 objective truth to the way things work mm -hmm. there has to be some scientific or or physiological component to personality right and if we're saying that that's the case then there there is some system maybe yeah. this one isn't perfect but there is something and yeah there's something to it and young himself said you know it's not perfect but it's descriptive and it's helpful when you understand that it's just describing you as a person not 
describing how you're going to do in the future or what, or explaining away what you've done in the past and the harmful parts of it are just as descriptive as the important part or the helpful parts of it. And so I think the, the part that people get wrong the most is a misunderstanding of what it means to be introverted and a misunderstanding about Mm. what it means to be extroverted because introversion, and I can't remember, maybe we talked about this a little bit on one of the episodes, but introversion is, is just, just means to look inward, to be inward, right? So like my introverted process doesn't involve other people because it's concerned about the processes happening inside of myself or by myself. Mm -hmm. Like if you have introverted thinking, it's different than the social version right which right. is a part which, which is a part of it but it's like well yeah if your dominant way of thinking is done with internal processes it's going to overwhelm you when you spend a lot of time with other people's external processes that's just it just makes sense that that's yeah. the case but um, it's not describing it's just like extroverted people right? extroverted people recharge and replenish with other people because their dominant way of functioning is with the external world it's with other people it's with these external structures mm-hmm. and just so i can relate to that in terms of like i like to vet my ideas and if you if you look some of the most active like Myers-Briggs communities are these introverted communities because there are these extroverted functions. Like if you go to the INTJ subreddit where I spend probably way too much time, it's a lot of people asking questions and looking to see if they're true. What do you think about religion? What do you Mm -hmm. think about this? And it's not about like, oh, I'm so desperate to know what other people think. It's about, this is what I believe. Do other people believe this? Yeah. Because if they do, there's probably some reason, and then understanding the whys behind right. all those reasons, and get down this. Crazy if you go to the ISTJ subreddit, it's not like that. Well, I'm, my point is <laughs> right. is that it is like that in the ISTJ subreddit, but for maybe different things. Yeah. But there's still that extroverted thinking process driven. Yeah. But okay, component. it might have been a bad example, but you get my point. Is that it? Just because a, a subreddit can, is extroverted. Yeah. It, like an ENFP one might not be more active than the introverted one. Right. But I know many ENFP people and they need a lot of time with other people to recharge or they just get depleted by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, I don't think I've ever thought to myself, oh, I should go spend more time with other people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get like, Maybe in a sense of like, hey, I need to kind of check myself a little bit. I'm make, being reclusive or whatever. But like, I'm never like over exhausted and be like, oh, you know what would be so great right now? Going to a party or going and spending time with even people I like. Yeah. You know, so it's there's some some truth that I've noticed a lot. And whenever I've replicated it and whenever I've seen it with other people, I've been like, that makes sense. And I noticed the INTPs I know are very similar and the ISFJs I know are really Mm -hmm. similar and all these different personality types are really similar and you get really good. That's another danger of it, of, of, of typing other people and making judgments for people that you don't actually know. There's yeah. So there's obviously give and take on this. There's a balance to find of, you can't prescribe every downfall you have to your personality type and explain it away and just say, this is how I'm going to act regardless of what it does to other people around me or in my life. But I think there's a lot of value to be had of understanding when, you know, I started getting more into that and into the Enneagram space. It's been very helpful to understand like 
oh, this is why this matters to me. This is why I get so fired up about Star Wars. This is why I talk this way. This is why I think this way. And it's been kind of like a solace of my brain to yeah, be for sure. able to describe why I, f- I function the way that I function and why it doesn't always translate to other people because they don't care necessarily yeah, about the same things I do. Yeah. And our yeah. functioning systems are completely different. They don't need... Sir, a lot of people that I talk to don't need to check that that interior thought the way that you and I kind of tend to. Well, if you, I mean, no, look no further than our wives, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they they said the comment the other day. It's like not everything needs to be analyzed, right? And it's like <laughs> I just fundamentally don't understand that. Yeah, like because what else am I supposed to do with my time? And so finding out that it's there's a community it, of people that. That have that same have thought. that same need. There's a lot of solace in that. Oh, definitely. I For mean, sure. and and noticing like like even looking at like certain statistics and seeing like, well, these. I heard it once. There's an, an amazing podcast. I'll I'll do a shout out to them. It's the Personality Hacker podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had such an incredible job at under of describing something I never really understood until I heard it this way. And it was like, it's not that other people can't think as well as you. It's that not everyone puts the same amount of energy into thinking as you do. So like, all I do is think and analyze. That's it. That's like all that I do. And I love that. And I'm always looking at different things and trying to change stuff and make things more optimized and more efficient or whatever. Um, And then like, I'll give you an example of like, I talked to my wife and I said, Hey, why do we have cups and jars (laughs) for, for like, why do we have cups and storage? Like, like, um, Tupperware when we could just only use Mason jars and get rid of our cups and get rid of our Tupperware. And then we have a, a, a single container that has multifunctional. And she's like, why do we need to do that? And I'm like, well, why don't we need to do what? Why shouldn't we do that? And so like, or like little things that what's, what's strange is there's these weird overlaps places that in places that are just so strangely specific. Like uh, it's really common for the INTJ type people to um, have a very limited skew in their wardrobe. Mm. And like very much like, Oh, they have white t-shirts and this kind of, pants and that's what they have like this very minimal type of thinking i did that way before typing you did that way before typing mark zuckerberg or yeah mark zuckerberg does that as well he's an intj and you have all these intjs that seem to wear like the same clothes every single time if you're watching this podcast i promise you we're recording these on different days yeah (laughs) we're just wearing the same thing every time um but I just think it's so so interesting that that's such a strange thing that seems to be replicated across yeah. this type of of right. people. And it's not saying that that doesn't happen elsewhere as of well, course, but it's just interesting of, I mean, to see that Steve Jobs is trend, famous yeah. for it. Yeah. And but and, he's NTJ as well. He's just ENTJ. So he shares But there's a lot of a difference lot of, between those two and the There's a lot of difference, but there's a lot of similarities of as well. For sure. For sure. Um where it's where honestly Myers Briggs and Enneagram and all that stuff has provided the most value for me is it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be completely honest and say that like I've gotten way more value out of the the excitement and the fun and the uh, obsession that's come with it than I have from the uh, self awareness personality mm. changing stuff. Yeah. Like 
like when I watch a show and I'm like, oh, this person is definitely an INTJ. Yeah. Like I could see trailers from shows. I'm like, definitely this time. Right. Me and my wife are having that. Now we use that same personality database. Shout out to that website because it's it's so it's cool. so fun. It's so but fun. yeah, they have almost every character. I looked up Harriet yeah, Tubman the other day, and yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a lot of fun. We'll sit on the couch. And we'll just scroll through every movie we can think of <laughs> yes, and just exactly. type every, and it, we just laugh about the ones that are similar to me because they're almost always the villains, which <laughs> yeah, I true. think there's something to be said about the fact that the general consciousness of writers everywhere tend to type their villains the same way we are like, As it's definitely, a, it's definitely a way that we're perceived, which is also, it's be- it's also a bonus check mark to like this is descriptive like people feel this way about us because totally. we come off this way and so when a villain is described they tend to fall into that typology because they are arrogant and they are constantly thinking forward and trying to check master that plan. and master plan that and figure out how this is going to like scar is just such a funny one to me Scar. They made a lion yeah. villain into like this. Or, but there's also you know, there's also just... incredible heroes, <clears throat> Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and Gandalf. And yep. what's cool is when you go to this database, there's a lot of d- discussion about what people think the typing is. Because yeah, again, you're not the person, so you don't know how to type them. But um, some of them, there's a lot of consensus, and there's a lot of debate on others. Like for yeah. example, if you look at like certain musicians, like there's a big debate um, whether or not NF is an INFJ or an INTJ. There's not a lot of debate other than that. There's mm-hmm. some for ISFP even, but even still, there's a lot of overlapping functions in those types. Yeah. Between the INFJ and the INTJ, for example, both lead with introverted intuition, both have inferior extroverted sensing, and there's some flipped stuff in the middle, but like dominant and, and least dominant function are both the same. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that seems to be really clear. Um, and it's just cool to read the discussion and the thought of like, well, where do you see this function? Because I'll give you this example, this example, this example of this, and this example about why this person thinks a specific way. Yeah. Like I, it's, it's, or. No, people- and we've had hour long discussions about, you know, celebrities or streamers or whatever they got to do this in the after cognitive show today. Yeah. we got to go through the cognitive plug function for the after list. show yeah for sure uh, the cognitive functions list that we find in everyone is just it, it's it's a lot of fun and even if that's the only thing you get out of it like why not get that out of it exactly right? yeah it's just cool to see yourself relating to characters you like like um and to have like a tangible reason, reason. and maybe that's something only you and I care about of like, there's a tangible reason, right. but I feel I'm like a lot of people. the last person alive talking about Myers Briggs, I don't care because right. I just love it so much. Yeah, it's the. I will it's a lot of say fun. I have gotten way less value from the Enneagram test, but I've done a lot less research. I understand it yeah. a lot less. Um, I get I get a lot of that because, like you were saying, um, a little bit ago, you were saying like knowing the why of someone's action is very helpful to understanding that person for you. I see a lot of that in the Enneagram and that's where I get a lot of value from sure. that system is I see, and I've said this on the podcast before, but um, MBTI is how you process inter- information and the Enneagram kind of see that as why you care about the information you're processing sure. and what kind of drives you. Cause it's all about core need. And that one also seems very descriptive. Like I don't relate with any of the other types totally. and, 
I mean, well, any. I relate with you the wing one, whatever. Right. But those are only the ones that you're very closely related to. And for some reason, you can type everyone into well, it's, one. And it's interesting, it's, too, because like you can almost understand your Enneagram type by better understanding the wings on each side. Mm. Like, for example, I was like, for a while I thought maybe I was a type five because I saw a lot of, I relate to the type five a lot. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I, I can kind of see this four wing stuff too. And, but then when I went to six, I was like, I mean, not so much. Right. But then when I look at four, I can see both five and three mm-hmm. a lot in myself. Yeah. I can see this, like the... Uh, what is it? The achiever mm-hmm. the type three type three is the achiever. Type five is the investigator. And the type four, type four is the, the, the individualist. individualist. And for a long time, I was like, when I looked at the, cause all these things are, are, you got to go to a very key sources of information on these Do things. Because, many tests on the Enneagram because it was like, well, with the, the type fours, like this individualist this need to feel special. And I just think that's a vast misunderstanding of the, type four and at least my own personal needs or maybe i don't know very type four of you to say um (laughs) sure well that's the funny thing about it right but it's like i just don't feel like this innate need to feel special per se but i do have this massive driver to master my individual self and that's where i spend all my time thinking when i listen to music i'm thinking about how do i relate that to my individual experience when i think about the future i think about what i'm going to do when i think about the the universal truths i figure out am i in alignment with those universal truths and like all of these different things and it's like yes i want to be unique but not because i need to be unique because i need to be different from other people but because everybody is different and i want to know fully what that thing is yeah um but then when i go to like the three or five that's where i get a little muddy and confused because i can see either or right um but I, I don't understand the Enneagram nearly as much. Myers-Briggs is what I know. But here's the, the takeaway I'd say is like, just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Don't get too too in deep in terms of like, don't prescribe yourself stuff. Yeah. Um, but understand like, this is a description of who you are. That's the value you can get from it. Right. And um, just constantly learn more about it and see if it, it helps you. For me, it became an obsession that I just fell in love with. And um, I'm always thinking like, I'll go to the store, I'll talk to somebody and I'll be like, Huh, I wonder what their Myers Briggs type is. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but you, you, I've been so wrong before. That's the other thing you got to understand that you're not always going to be right, and that you need to be mindful about. And it's not a silver bullet. It's not going to fix your understanding of yourself. Right. And it's not going to fix not. every problem. And you can't prescribe it as this is why I act this way. So I'm going to continue acting this way. We got to figure out an outro, dude. One, two. This podcast was produced by Obsessed Media, hosted by Brendan Shoemaker and Henry Young. If you'd like to hear more from us, suggest a topic, or support us in any way, our link tree is in the description down below. Have a great one.